welcome back to the Highlander Speed of Sports Podcast. My name's Andrew. I'm here with my co-host, Garrett. Week 7 is almost done with, what, six teams in the bye? It was six or seven. One with of the a, two. a very boring week in the NFL. We had some very, very bad games and some just decent games. It wasn't really an intense bad. week. Was there, there wasn't a single good game. Was there a single good game, like good, true, like classic game? No, you might actually be right on that one. I don't even know if there was like a real good game. I I guess the Bengals-Ravens, but that ended up being a blowout. But this week we have a uh, some new new topics for you guys. I don't know if everyone listening knows, but the NBA season has officially started. So we're going to talk a little about that. We have our updated division winners and playoff win- or Super Bowl winners for the NFL if we've decided to switch anything. And as always, I mean, we, we have a very, very small rookie report after the, the very big one we had last week. And as always, the uh, the best sports segment in all of podcasts, the Flaming Five Wins of the Week. All right, so here's what we're going to do. This is a one-time only admission of guilt and the ability to change any pick you have made already this season on the NFL season. So today... I am going. This is something I do. You, you know, anybody that knows me knows how much I love to say that I'm wrong. Love saying I'm wrong. It's it's painful for me. I am officially throwing in the towel on the Kansas City Chiefs as Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, you you actually you are the only one out of the both of us that had Kansas City in the Super Bowl. So I mean that that's that's just wild to hear in general. It is it is over. It is not happening this year. They, the arrogance on offense has continued. They can't stop anybody. They can't. They can't do anything easy. Nothing's easy, and like you're not going to win difficult every single week. You just can't do it that way. And their schedule is a disaster. They've still got to play the Rams, the Packers, the Chargers once. The Raiders twice. They've got to go to Denver twice. Like, their last game of the season is in Denver. That is the worst place you could possibly... The The Broncos are going to have nothing to play for that week. And it's going to be the classic, ah, Chiefs can make the playoffs if they beat us today. Oh, you know, let's... Next thing you know, the Broncos are up 17-0 in the first quarter. And it's like, holy shit, what's going to happen here? I, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I'm really... Really not sure if they're going to make the playoffs. They have a miserable schedule to finish the season. Yeah, it's it's rough, especially in a... They're not really in a conference where multiple teams from divisions are, are dead set on making the playoffs, but you still have to... There's going to be two, at least two teams from the AFC North that make playoffs. Guaranteed, lock it in right now. If the Browns can get their heads out of their asses, there could be three out of the AFC North alone that, that make the playoffs. You still have... The Bills are are, are shooing to make it. The Patriots, if they turn if they turn their season around a little bit and start beating these better teams, could could easily make the playoffs. And who knows? The Titans and the Colts could both make the playoffs. So I think there's nine teams in the AFC right now that are legitimate playoff contenders. You've got Buffalo, you've got Kansas City, you have the Chargers, you have the Titans, you have the Ravens, you have the Bengals, you have the Browns. I'm gonna throw the Patriots in there, Colts. and I think the last one is the Colts. I think you have nine teams. I'd say the Raiders, but I don't trust them at all, and I'm just kind of out. I, it would be either the Raiders are the ninth team or the Colts are the ninth team. It's, it's one of those two. 
I'll go with the Colts because they have the easier division, like, by far. But, like, those seven, it's going to be hard if you're Kansas City because I think every single one of those teams is good enough to win 10 games. And, like, right now, to for Kansas City to win 10 games, they can only lose three more. That's That's going to be hard for them. Considering, like I said, they still have to play the Rams and the Packers. That that's potentially two losses. And if you think the Chargers aren't trying to hang it on them again, they're going to split with the Raiders. They always lose one of the Raiders. That's just going to happen. Like, I I don't know. They might go like eight and nine. Honestly. Yeah, it is. Um, if anybody watched that game completely, you probably saw way more than we did watching Red Zone. But I felt like every single time that that game was on Red Zone, it was just. I mean, in the Chiefs' run offense, it was just, all right, here comes an interception, or here comes a fumble, or here comes just a bad throw for Patrick Mahomes. I was away when I saw him get hurt. I don't know if the hit was that bad. Yeah, how the hell did he come out of concussion protocol after that? There's no way he wasn't concussed after that hit. There's no, like, if you saw it, you saw his neck bend backwards. You saw them stand him up and not even look like he knew where he was. He couldn't even walk off the field. They basically carried him off. There's no way that he wasn't concussed after that. Like, and shame on Andy Reid for putting him back in the game in that situation. Like, no way. No way is he going back in. He went in know. for like a snap, and it's like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how you pay a, a quarterback $500 million and then just let him, let him go back in the game after getting rocked. Also, just a quick side note. We're probably we're going to talk about this game a little bit later, but also, what are the Giants doing? Daniel Jones, I, I do. Are we really going to spend time on the no, Giants? No, I just want. I'm okay. comparing the okay. hit. Daniel Jones comes oh, out and, and gets yeah, concussed, and then they call a they they make a play call of the 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 New York special from the the quarterback or the wide receiver pass to the quarterback, and Daniel Jones makes this one hand and grab and gets absolutely rocked by a safety of of the uh, Panthers. Like, you just had your quarterback get hurt, and now you're calling plays for him to get nailed in the head again. Those are just two very, very bad play calls, and I just thought of that when you were mentioning Andy Reid. But I get I get. Let's talk about the Giants for a minute. I'm like, I thought no, no, we were no, going just, quick I in should, the NFL today. You're, gonna, should, you're already going to get me off track with the Giants? No, I just really? wanted to make oh that comparison God. of the, uh, the, bad, the bad calls. And, and let's just not act like Kansas City played against a world beater on defense. The Titans were missing... Four of their top seven corners. They They're held, missing four starting corners. They held Derrick Henry to under 100 yards and no <laughs> rushing touchdowns and still lost the game. Derrick Henry had more passing touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes did yesterday. Derrick Henry heard, oh, uh, MVP is only a quarterback award? Uh, let me let me throw the ball for a touchdown really fast and just throw, show everybody I can do it all. What? I, I don't understand how you can hold the probably the MVP favorite right now to, to less than 100 yards and no touchdowns and then just not win the game. So back to our picks. I'm assuming you're also changing your Chiefs AFC West champions pick. Yeah, I have the, the Chargers. So I think we're both going with the Chargers here. Um, to amend my Super Bowl pick, I now have the Chargers coming out of the AFC. Okay. I, I think they're flawed. I still don't like that they can... They can't stop the run, which is why if I could pick the Patriots this week, I would pick the Patriots to beat them in an upset. Um, also, that game, pretty sure there's going to be like 50,000 Patriots fans at that game in, in, in L.A. Like, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of Boston fans there. But 
I don't like that they can't stop the run, and that bothers me. But their defense is really good. Obviously, their passing game is ridiculous. Um, and I think Brandon Staley's coach of the year right now. I, I would have Brandon Staley as coach of the year, personally. So I'm going to take the Chargers as my Super Bowl AFC pick. I still have them losing to the to the NFC team, which as of right now might be the Bucs, uh, but we might talk about that in a bit. Uh, do you want to move to the NFC West quickly? Because I think you're sticking with the Rams, but I had the 49ers. I still think the 49ers can make the playoffs. I'm not out on that. But they're too far behind in the standings right now to win the division, especially with Arizona at 7-0 and the Rams are, what, 6-1? and Yeah. Yeah, they're 6-1. Lost and one. the Cardinals. Um, I'm going to take the Rams to win the division. I, I'm not going to jump on the Cardinals as the division winners. I think the Rams, like, care about winning the division, and their schedule is not ridiculous. Matthew Stafford has never won a division. Yeah. Never. Yeah, like, they <laughs> so, they care. That's I, an I think accomplishment it's, in its own, I, yeah, I think, for them. For sure. And even, like, if they lose to the Cardinals the next time they see them, it's going to be the Cardinals. I, I don't yeah, see that. Yeah, that game will basically decide it, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I still have the Rams in the NFC West. I, I don't. There, there hasn't even been a question. They're still my Super Bowl, Super Bowl pick. Well, to make it, and probably win it as well. I don't. I don't really see an AFC team beating any of the NFC teams. I, I think are going to win win the Super Bowl this year. Whether that's the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, the Rams, the Cardinals. I, I don't. Or even the Packers. I don't think any of the AFC teams really stand a chance. If the Bills can can figure it out and remain or go back to just being 100% dominant in every aspect of the game, I think they are the only team in the AFC that I think could beat any of the NFC teams. I think the Chargers can. It's just a matter of can they get hot? Because if they get hot, I don't think anybody can beat them. Like We've seen teams do that. Just all of a sudden they're on fire and they're scoring 40 on everybody. Um, I could see them pulling it out. But, yeah, I think the Rams are going to be really tough to beat. I still don't think that they're a Super Bowl favorite. I, I like Dallas and I like the Bucks a lot more than them. T- to me, like they struggled with the Lions the other day, and the Lions were able to really run it on them. If you play the Cowboys and you let Ezekiel Elliott run up and down on you, that just opens the like that's just playing right into what Dallas wants. So I also think that that Lions game was a little bit of oh fuck we didn't see kid show we didn't see any of this coming and. I gave Dan Campbell shit for not being the bite your kneecaps off coach a couple weeks ago. I never once called him a fraud, so the word those words have come out of Garrett's mouth a lot lately. I just said, you got to do better if you're going to come out and say you're going to bite your kneecaps off, start at the ankles, all that, all that stuff. So but, how good is like two fake punts and an onside kick yeah, in the first? Two quarter? fake punts for first downs and, and an onside kick after you open the game with a touchdown. A great run for DeAndre Swift, by the way, and. You came out and you're like, all right, well, we're gonna keep this game close and we're gonna we're gonna actually attempt to win this game. And they did for the most part. The Rams kind of ran away with it at the end. But props to Dan Campbell for even being a, a losing coach right now. You're still going out there with with tricks up your sleeve and trying to win games. You're not just throwing in the towel this late or this early in the season after being zero and seven. Best zero and seven team in NFL history. Yeah, I mean, let's compare it to the Owen. <laughs> let's. Uh, I mean, I think the comparison is let's compare it to the Owen Owen sixteen Lions of before or the Owen well, seventeen Lions of we before. We have the we have the two thousand seven Dolphins. They started out. They were like Owen eleven. I think uh, they're better than that team. That team was really bad. They're better than the Owen sixteen Lions. 
they're better than that Buccaneers team in the '80s. I think that went like 22 straight games without a win. That's just awful. And they're definitely better than the the Browns team that lost. Yeah, I think that they're way better than that. Team. Yeah, it was it was what they went 0 16 twice, right? Or did they go 0 16 once? And they then lost. I think they lost 28 games in a row. I think that's what Is it, it was. 20? I don't think it's that many because they went 0 16 and then they brought in Baker. Baker didn't start until like weeks week four, week five, and then they won in week nine. So I think I think it was like. Uh, I don't know. I can I can pull up the number really fast, but it's it's fine. We can move on from that. Let's let's jump to um, let's go to the NFC East. I know you you're gonna want to make a switch there. Yeah, I uh, this I, one I'm taking a victory lap on because I can't believe you thought the football team was gonna beat the Cowboys. Honestly, I uh, I was just not expecting a the football team to be this bad. I didn't think their defense was going to come out and just go from a top five defense in the league to a bottom five defense in the league. It, it's just it's it's honestly incredible to me the the switch that they have made, and it, I just I don't think anybody really saw it happening. But pro- props to the Cowboys they they've made me change my mind multiple times now. I mean I just mentioned that that they could beat probably any AFC AFC team in the Super Bowl. Do I think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl or even the NFC Championship? I don't think so, personally, but yeah, props to the Cowboys. I, it's all I got to say. I'll say it for the third podcast in a row. So let's, let me just give you a scenario, a couple scenarios here. So where do you rank the Cowboys right now of the NFC teams? What's I'll, their- I'll just go in order. I have, I have, right now, the Cardinals have to be number one. They're undefeated. Um, if they lose to the Packers next week, I think that might drop them a little bit. That game to me is a fluke, regardless of who wins it, because it's the Thursday night game and those two teams are good. Well, so if, also if the Cardinals lose, I still don't think of them any differently. I still think they're a top five team in the NFC. Um, I got news. We have Devontae Adams is out for Thursday, or most likely out for Thursday with COVID. So that that's going to change the outcome of that game. But we also have a little bit of breaking news: the Eagles are trading Joe Flacco to the Jets. Damn, I, I heard Eagles <laughs> and trading, and I said, wait, is Deshaun Watson now a Eagle? Is that what's going on here? So, uh, yeah, with Zach Wilson out of action for a few weeks, Flacco is headed back to Florham Park. So, Joe Flacco is probably the starting quarterback of the New York Jets again. Well, good for me. I have the Bengals in fantasy this yeah. week, so awesome. Um, so, yeah, I have, I have the Cardinals at one. I have the Rams at two. I have the Bucks at three. I have the Packers at four and the Cowboys at five. So you have the Cowboys at five. Yes. Okay, of the four teams in front of them, who do you like the Cowboys to be able to beat in a playoff situation? The Packers. The Packers. Yes. Nobody else. Have we, do we have any news on the Bucks secondary? It's still banged up. Are, are players coming back? I mean, Jamel Dean came back. Sean Murphy Bunting should be back at some point here. Carlton Davis, I'm not sure. I, I think he's probably done for the year. Their safeties should get healthy. I, I with the Rams being at number two, I think if the Rams go into a playoff game against the Cowboys, I think they could easily. If Sean easily, McVay, I think I think they could. I think the Cowboys could take the Rams by surprise a little bit and okay. and and potentially win that game. I don't think they're beating the Bucks. 
And maybe I, I, I realistically, I think the only team that they can't beat is the Buccaneers, which is weird because the Buccaneers are at three. But I think that I think I've said this that if the Cowboys make it to a playoff game, I think the one team they don't want to see is the Buccaneers. So I, I think because that's the one team that's like not going to beat themselves because yes. you have Brady and he's just like, not going to do. Kyler that. Okay. could easily go out and do a playoff game and, and choke and, and have choke three interceptions. Kyler's and, never seen a playoff game right in, in the yep. NFL, so okay. he could choke that away. Dak has seen. No playoff games as well. No, right? no he has. His, he's been in the playoffs three times. They I lost was, their first year against the Packers. Oh yeah, you're right. They beat yeah. the Rams that year. Oh, maybe they've only been. Tw- okay, they've been twice. But yeah, he has played. So I think experience. I think Dak could also come in and lose. Yeah, like you said, I I think it's it's the the Bucks are going to be the one team that won't lose to themselves, and even the Packers probably aren't going to lose to themselves, but. It's also the Packers. Really, see, the Packers saw, that saw just self implode every year <laughs> in the NFC title game. We saw what they did against game. the Bucks last year. So I think the Cowboys could realistically beat all of those teams, but I think those four teams are better at the moment. Okay, that's that's what I I kind of feel the same way. Um, let's jump to the AFC North because I feel like that's the one that both of us have changing. That's pretty massive. Um, you took the Browns to start the year. Am I correct? I did. Okay. Are you switching that pick? I am. Okay. Who are you switching it to? I'm going to switch to the Ravens. And okay. I know what everyone's thinking, but the Bengals just beat the Ravens. I don't care. I don't. Like, the Bengals are good. They really are. But I don't think Zach Taylor is a good enough coach to keep his team going into the playoffs and win that division. And I think, I just think there's going to be some implosion coming out of that that Bengals team at some point to lose them the division. Okay, so you don't trust Zach Taylor, and you don't care that the Bengals just beat the Ravens. You know I don't. What, you know what I care about? What have you done for me lately? No, I'm just kidding. But I am going to pick the Bengals to win the division. Here's where I'm going to pick the Zach Taylor implosion. I'm going to pick the Zach Taylor implosion week one of the playoffs. That's when I'm going to pick it to happen because – that's the most likely scenario. The likely scenario is they they have an amazing regular season and everybody's fucking circle jerking kid the show. Bengals, kid show, and we get there, Jamar Chase, best receiver in football, Joe Burrow, wow, you know, LSU Tigers, baby, let's go. And they end up facing, who knows, the Titans week one in the playoffs and get shellacked because that's what first-year playoff teams do. And... That's where I fit. Zach Taylor will outcoach himself. He'll just he'll make dumb decisions. They won't be able to protect Burrow, and they'll make mistakes and lose the you know lose the playoffs. I think the Bengals are really good. They have a great pass rush. I think their pass rush gets home. They can cover with four. I like their safeties. Linebacker corner is average. They're they're good enough to not get killed by really good teams. Their offense, like they're not just getting yards after catch. They're getting the incredible catches, too. I'm not a big Joe Mixon guy for fantasy, but I like him for regular football. Um, I think he does a nice job of just you know being a solid running back. He can catch passes. Their offensive line's not great. It's not great. I think we all know that. It should be good enough to get them to... What, what do we think they have to win to win the division? How many games do you think that division's going to take? 12, 11, 13. You think 13? Yes. So 13 and 4? 13 and 4. And I only say 13. Wait, wait, 13 and 4. The Ravens already have two losses. 
The Bengals have two losses. Correct. Yeah, the Bengals have two losses. It's Ravens gonna be. It's two. gonna be twelve. Or, it's gonna be twelve. Or I think it's twelve. I think thirteen is too many. So remember, thirteen is still a lot, even with a sixteen game season. It's not quite as much, but it's basically like a twelve win season. I think. I the, think it's twelve. I think the winner. I think one of those two teams, the Bengals or the Ravens, are going to go. I can't. I'm not gonna say undefeated, but only lose one division game, and. I mean the well, the, the Ravens, Ravens already, already have a one. Game, yes, though. the Ravens already have one. So if the Bengals can win out of their division, win all six games, that. then I think they'll win the win the division. But I think the Ravens are going to come out. I think the Ravens are going to double up on the Steelers. I I, I would say that the Ravens are going to beat the Bengals the next time yes. they play. Even I though they're going to be in Cincinnati, the I, Ravens and Steelers. As I know that you think that the Ravens are going to sweep the Steelers, they're going to split. That's always a split. I, as the Steelers have had weird years, the Ravens have had even worse years, and they always split. It's just a split. It's going to be somehow Ben will falling over himself and tripping on his own feet will find a way to put up twenty five points and beat the Ravens. Like it just, it's just going to happen. He'll belly flop into the center of the field for a field goal. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I don't trust the Browns at this point. Baker, you, we're not going to do the Baker thing today. It's not happening. But, um. I think the Bengals are probably going to win 12 games. I think they're going to go 12 and 5. I think they're going to lose three more times. I think they lose one game to the Ravens. And then maybe they lose to the Browns. It depends on. I, I'm not even sure when they play each other. I'm not going to worry about it. But their schedule's easy. I will tell you the Steelers and the Browns play next week in in Cleveland. So we'll I mean, pencil that in for. Uh, well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, okay. Do you have any other. Pick swaps you want to address? Um, I do not. I do. Don't you have one? Did you have the the Titans in the AFC South? I had the Titans. Do you yeah, still so have the Titans? I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, okay. Do I still have the Titans? Come on. We're coming off of Bills and a Chiefs victory. Are you kidding me? All right. I still Fuck have, yeah, I got I the Titans. I still have the Colts. Um. Yeah, I think I think that's it. I have three switches. You have three switches. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yep. Okay. Let's do the Poop Factor Award here. Um, there's a clear cup winner. Okay, it's so there's a clear cup close. winner. There's a second place. Third place, the third place award goes to the NFL scheduling department for giving us seven goddamn teams on a bye. Why? Why did that? It's a 17-game season. You can't spread that out a little bit more. And it's not just they gave us seven teams on a bye. They gave us the Chargers. They gave us the Bills on a bye. They gave us the Cowboys on a bye. They gave us the Vikings on a bye. It's like... The Jaguars, the like Steelers, the Steelers, all these teams are like solid and fun to watch teams. You put all of them on the same week. Why? Why would you do that? In what universe was that a good call? Who who made that decision? Seriously. I don't know. I'd I, like to know. I'd like to meet <laughs> that guy and ask him why. Just with some emphasis. Why? Why? What is wrong with you? The second place award. In the poop factor, goes to the Broncos Browns Thursday night game that I did not watch personally. I turned I it off after the kickoff. I said, "You know what? I have better things to do with my life." I sat through it. You sat through that crap for the most part. I, I Dodgers played. So I. What I was watched. the final score of that game? Do you remember? I don't even know what the score was. I didn't even know that the Browns won until like yesterday. Honestly. I don't remember what the score was, but was it, anybody any good? Dernis Johnson. Dernis Johnson. Was, I know was he good. was good. That's it. 
that, that's, that's <laughs> who was pretty who much was it. more bad was teddy more bad or was case keenum more bad oh teddy was terrible teddy was terrible okay drew lock almost started the second half Oh, that would have been fun. I sh- if you if that had happened, I would have turned it back on. I I I saw Drew Lag didn't come out for the second half, and that's when I turned it off. I was just not ready for it. I mean, Cortland Sutton looked good. Dernis Johnson played well. Other than that, I mean, Jarvis on his first game back was yeah, bad. Yeah, you knew that was going to be rough. OBJ was bad. None of the other Broncos players were really that good. I mean, Melvin Melvin Gordon and, and uh, Javante Williams again are still splitting carries, but they both got a touchdown. They're both they're both still looking like competent and and good running backs for their offenses. So there's upside for those players. But overall, that like the Broncos are so banged up, they just had to trade trade with the Rams today for a linebacker because they have like eight of their linebackers are out. So it's it's just yeah, that was a, a terrible game. But it was not nearly as bad as the the. Poop Fecta winner for the week seven. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. You want to announce it? Go ahead. The Panthers and the Giants. Oh, it, my God. This was just one of the worst games in the NFL that I have ever seen. Remember before Red Zone started? I think I looked at you twice and said, we're going to see more of this goddamn Panthers-Giants game than almost any other game today. And you know what we kept going back to on Red Zone? Giants and Panthers for some reason. Yeah, it was it was really bad. It was so bad that same old Darnold had to uh, be same benched in the second half. Hey, don't sleep on PJ Walker. PJ Walker, former um, was he XFL or AAF? Well, XFL. He was XFL. Yeah, former XFL like superstar. Basically, so, these are the stats of this game: Sam Darnold, sixteen to twenty-five, one hundred and eleven yards and an interception. Oh my God. PJ Walker, three for fourteen for thirty-three yards. Rushing, Chuba Hubbard led the Panthers in rushing with 12 attempts for 28 yards. Royce Freeman played in this game and got three carries for 18 yards. I thought he was dead. I'm not going to lie. I thought he was dead. The receiving game was led by none other than DJ Moore, who had 73 receiving yards on the day. That was just... Awful, awful. And the Giants won the game. And the Giants won the game. You just listed all of those Panthers players, and the Giants won the game. Giants won the game 25-3. Like good on the Giants for escaping one of those games that just... Like, if you lose those kind of games, that's like your season's over kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, Good on the Giants for escaping that one. Daniel Jones, though. 23 of 33, 203 yards and a touchdown. And a pretty good catch. Got his head blown off, but pretty good catch. Um... Also, you know what's bad when Dante Pettis is playing for you. I just saw number thirteen for the Giants, like running across the field. I was like, "Is that Odell Beckham Jr.? Did he switch teams in the middle of the in the middle of the game? Like, what is happening right now?" So yeah, it was. Uh, and the rushing game was led by Devontae Booker, who had fourteen attempts for fifty-one yards and a touchdown. The receiving game it was sixty-three yards for Darius Slayton, forty-four for Evan Ingram, and thirty-nine for Dante Pettis. But the main thing came from the defensive players of the Giants, where James Bradbury had an interception. So did Adoree Jackson and Logan Ryan and O'Shane Zimenez and Tay Crowder and Xavier McKinney. I mean, what are you doing right now? Why are you listing these players? Oh, my God. 
Okay, yeah, we get it. That was or those were pass deflections, but James Bradbury had an interception. That game like, was a nightmare. There are way too many defensive players on this list for the Giants. This is just terrible. Like this just goes to show how bad the Panthers played, and same old Darnold coming out and, and that's that's the kind of game like the NFL puts that one on the schedule, and they're like, we're gonna find out who has a gambling problem this week because if you were willing to like gamble on that game. Shout out to all you sports bettors out there. But like, hey, first I I popped my sports betting cherry this week. Yeah. So like, if you if you were willing to bet on that game, and you even asked me if I was going to gamble on that, and I'm like, hell no, am I touching that thing? People that bet on that, you have a problem. You you need to seek help immediately because that game was a nightmare, like from kickoff. Yeah. So um, I'll tell I'll I'll tell all the little story no, of my I, no, sports betting this. cherry don't, don't pop. Do this. I uh, no, I just need to explain my Why? mistake. So okay. I I had a five leg parlay of eighty dollars and it was it was twenty for me me and Garrett and then two of our other friends, and we bet on. Uh, I love how we're acting like an eighty dollar bet is just massive. I, we would have won like twenty six hundred dollars out here betting three quarters of a million dollars on the Bengals and win. Yeah, um, I I never realized. I'm not gonna tell y'all what I bet on because like I just don't need to. I never realized how like actually difficult and thought. The thought process of going into sports gambling, yeah, I went uh, like three for five on my parlay because I thought it'd be a good idea to throw the Texans covering against the Cardinals on my parlay and probably should never do that again because it was just way too risky. That's why I would have made so much money. But yeah, I popped my chariot. It was really interesting. Hey, I went four for five on my bets this weekend. Yeah, and the so. only reason you lost one is because of our parlay. So Yeah, so I'm, you know, I, I didn't lose any money. I made all my money back. I did. Uh, I almost had to eat a couple bucks, but thank you for the Packers for pulling that out for me. That was big time. Yeah, that was a a bad night of gambling in general. But we won't get into that. So okay, you want to go into the smallest rookie report? Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be quick. So, so Trevor didn't play this week. Zach Wilson played a quarter and a half, and then is going to miss the next four weeks with a uh, torn PCL. Two to four weeks. Yeah, that one. That's. Honestly, it's probably best that he just sits out a few weeks. Which is good because now I won't see the guy I've been rooting for since the draft break the interception rookie the rookie interception record. So and we probably won't hear any more of the the Zach Wilson comparing to, to Peyton Manning anymore now after this with the interception record. That was record. just so yeah. unnecessary. Like So the only notable rookies that we saw, we saw I mean Davis Mills. Is still looking like Davis Mills. He's he's not playing. Looks bad. He doesn't yeah. look like Davis Mills. He looks bad. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. He looks bad. So, again, the only competent looking quarterback out of this draft, and, and Trevor didn't play. So no, no, I think we've gotten to the point now where two guys, and this is usually how it yeah. goes. Two got when there's five quarterbacks, two of them end up being good. Well, we've always like, and I don't like him, but Colin Coward has, has came out and said like, the odds of multiple quarterbacks in an NFL draft. Being great quarterbacks is usually one of them is a great quarterback in the NFL. The likelihood that two of them are, uh, and that's where it starts getting likely, and then three is almost unheard of. So I've said it, I've said it every single week now. We don't have to talk about Mac Jones. I'm just going to say that he's a competent quarterback, and he's still looking like the best because, he, again, he's just looking good every single week. That throw he made to Kendrick Bourne on the sideline, that was like a dime. Um, Justin Fields, though, is it just. How does Matt Nagy still have a job right now? Yeah. And he's, he's like it's, so we're recording this at 6.20 on Monday night. Matt Nagy has not been fired yet. He's got COVID. Oh, great. Tom Brady was trying his hardest yesterday to save Justin Fields. Yeah. So are, are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers 
co-owners of of the Chicago Bears, or is that just all Aaron Rodgers? No, uh, Brady lost last year to the Bears, so we can't. Oh, do okay. That. Although this is the third time in Brady's career, I lo- I found this stat today. The third time, and obviously he didn't play the Bears very many times playing in New England. It's the third time he has beaten the Bears by more than thirty points. Wow. So it, when he plays them, he lays it on thick. Like we, it's you it's to, a blowout. I, and here's a, a story from that game. Out of that wasn't really a part of the game. Tom Brady threw his 600th passing touchdown, and Mike uh, it was to Mike Evans, and Mike Evans gave that ball to a fan. You and I are on separate separate sides of the spectrum on this one. You are to the point of oh, you just give that ball back. I'm to the point. No, of, no, you give it back, but you get something for it. Yeah, and and I mean, I'm not saying so, the guy should give it up for nothing. So originally, it, it was it was told that he was going to get some like signed merchandise and another game ball. And then it was announced afterwards that I don't know if Tom tweeted it or somebody asked him in the the he post game. It, it was the post game. So it was agreed that he gets a game ball, he gets um one thousand one thousand dollars in the team store credit, and then some signed equipment. And quote unquote, Tom Brady gave him something special. So I don't know if Tom just signed a bunch of equipment or if Tom said, "Here, here, take a cool like twenty k for for your no, troubles." No, he, he it wasn't cash. Okay. Um, the guy went on a radio show today and said, well, he's like, I'm really hoping I get to like play around a golf with Brady or something. Um, no, so, I mean, he's getting he got he's getting like two or three signed jerseys. He's getting the you know, a game ball, which is still cool. Like you, you still get a game ball from the NFL. Yeah. I, listen, you were of the mindset. He should like be a dick about it and hold out for a, more. Not really like be a dick about it, but just say, hey, like, I just kind of want to keep it. I get the I get the accomplishment. No, if you keep that, like, a, you're gonna be like, just annihilated on social media. You're gonna be I don't one think of those because so, yes, got you, annihilated. No, for you absolutely would have because if if Tom, first of all, no player in NFL history has thrown 600 touchdown passes. No, that's like okay. Kareem Abdul Jabbar has 38,500 and whatever points it is. That's like the ball he scored those points with a guy like. That doesn't go to the Hall of Fame, or that doesn't go with Kareem. Okay, Barry Bonds' record-breaking home run ball, Derek Jeter's ball that he hit for his three thousandth hit. Like, you give that back. You just great. You caught it. You give that back. Those guys, like something like that, that means something to those players. Mike Evans screwed up. He didn't know it was the six hundredth no, ball. I'm I'm not saying keep it because like I I saw a whole bunch of people that are like oh just auction it off hundred k. It's like, yeah, you could do that, but like, I, I, my, my thing I would have done is I'm like, oh, the second I realize that's a 600 touchdown, I'm giving them my contact information and I am leaving the stadium and I'm doing all of my negotiations over the phone and we will handle it that way. I don't even know why you have to do that. No, no, you don't have to do that. You say, listen, okay, here's what I want. I want season tickets for the rest of my life to the box. And if they play in a Super Bowl, I want Super Bowl tickets for the box. I want some signed jerseys. And I want like a game ball or something. That's what you want. That's what you ask for. You know, and if he wanted, if he got a round of golf with Brady, that's pretty freaking oh, that'd cool be great. too. Yeah. I would trade the Super Bowl thing. See, I don't know what the, that. the something, something. I'm pretty from sure Tom that's Brady what it is. is. He mentioned that on a radio show. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing that's what the something, something is. But like, if you're a Bucks fan, like, you're not going to do that to Tom. Like, if you do that, A, you're going you're gonna to piss him off. Yeah. And be like, like why be that fan? Don't be that guy that like, oh, I'm gonna be a jerk. There's a reason the FBI was looking for Tom Brady's Super Bowl jerseys when they got stolen out of his bag. 
Like, that stuff means something to these players. In like, if they're gracious enough to give you something, especially a, a ball, like, there's only so many balls. It's not like baseball. It's not like baseball where there's 500 balls in a bucket and, you know, they can hit foul balls all day long. There's only 12 footballs per team. Like, if they ask for it back, you know, you say, listen, can I get something for it? Like, they did hand it to me, but don't be... Just give it back to him and then work it out later. I there, There's no reason that anybody should be upset that he got short-staffed or whatever. Like, no, no, no. He, he got a fair price for it. And they should have just went up to him, honestly, and been like, listen, you have to give this back. The NFL is saying you have to give it back. It's going to the Hall of Fame or something. That, they could have just done that. So he's lucky he got anything at all. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, I guess so. I just, I, I was like, I was like oh, that ball is worth a fuck ton of money. Like, I, I would just want it. Like, but again, no, it is undisclosed on what the something's up with this, whether it's a round of golf. But like, I agree with you though. I would want, I want season tickets like for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, you want season tickets for the rest of your life. If they and go to a Super Bowl, you want Super like, Bowl tickets. So before it was like released of the official trade, it was just like merchandise and a game ball. So that's that's why like you and I got in a little bit of disagreement watching football. Where I was like, oh, I wouldn't want that much. But I saw the official trade at like noon this morning where it was like a signed helmet, a signed jersey. And it's he's like, getting two jerseys, a helmet, and then there was something yeah, else too like, in a game ball. That stuff is gonna like that stuff is gonna be I, worth it. I would tell Tom, yeah, give me the jersey from this game and sign it. Yeah. Like I got the jersey with a COA of Tom Brady's six hundredth touch. Like the jersey was on the guy. It's not just the ball. It was on the dude. Yeah. Like that's you know how much that kind of stuff sells for? It's wild. Yeah. So, but we don't need to get into that anymore. Do um, you want to just finish off the NFL stuff with the, the best topic? Let's do it. All right. Bring the, us in. The Flaming Five wins of the week. So, I forgot to write my picks down. You have them. Yes, I do. You are going to have to announce my picks for me. All right. And I'm going to comment on them like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just read my five first just to keep it easy. Um, I have the Steelers beating the Browns 20 to 17. I have the Bengals beating the Jets 35 to 18. I have the Cowboys beating the Vikings 28 to 24. I have the Chargers beating the Patriots 26 to 23 and the Falcons beating the Panthers 17 to 12. 17 to 12. I love that score. Absolutely love that one. And then on Garrett's side, he has the Browns beating the Steelers 17 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> he has the the Bills beating the Dolphins 45 to 10. He has the Cowboys beating the Vikings 25 to 21, the Jaguars beating the Seahawks 27 to 24, and the Broncos beating the Washington football team 22 to 18. Really so, loving that last pick there. Every single week before this, we have had some very very easily scorable scores. Now we have two 17 to 12s, a 45 to 10, a, a 45 to 10 is that's okay, pretty easy to get to. A 22 to 18. Like and at twenty six to three, that's so basically I'm going for, you know, every every week we come on here and we talk about how there was sloppy football or there was bad football and how I can't stand sloppy football. You know what kind of football I like though? Chaotic football. Love to watch chaotic games where just everything's going wrong for both teams. Like that Sunday night game last night was awesome because neither guy could complete a pass like 30. Somehow Carson Wentz found Pittman twice, like 40 yards downfield. Other than that, every time like Garoppolo went to throw the ball, it was like coming out like a duck out of his hand. It was wild. So I'm basically sitting here rooting for safeties, missed extra points, missed field goals, 
Like any way that my teams can put up weird points, that's what I'm going. For. So I, I I do have a, a question, and this is like honest. I don't know the answer to, and you might not e- either. You watched the game last night? Yes, I did. Do you know the punt that the it was like the first so punt that they kicked? The I Ayuk. missed that play. Oh, okay, I missed the play. My TV cut out, and all I saw was Ayuk picking the ball up in the end zone. From what I understand, the ruling of on that is it was touched. And recovered. Once it's touched, if the team that's if the receiving team touches the ball and then recovers a muff, the ball goes back to the spot where the muff happened. Because it's the same thing, like, remember in the, the Kansas City Patriots playoff game where it looked like Edelman touched the ball and then the Chiefs recovered it, but they didn't actually it wasn't a muff, it was he never touched it. And then they ran it in the end zone, but it's like, well, even if they get it, they're only gonna get it at 20 because you can't advance a muffed punt it's basically the same thing wherever it gets touched that's where regardless of how you recover it that's where the ball's gonna be okay that's from what i understand the rules are you know what that rule and honestly is like they wrote that rule and they're like this is never gonna be a problem like where there could be a safety or something and here we go potentially a safety were you watching the pregame show I did not watch the pregame show. So my 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 Celtics were on. Yeah. I was busy. They discussed the the storm that was rolling into San Francisco, and it's like they said that the the storm that they, there's a specific name for the type of storm, but it's like a hurricane where it has numbers to the the volume of it, and it, it's one to five. And I guess it was like a four and a half. Well, you could am- hear the raindrops yeah. hitting the cameras and the and the booms last night. It was wild. Yeah, it was uh it was just it was nuts and it was it was a fun game to watch. Like I mean, like Debo Samuel straight up dropped three balls that like hit him right in the chest because he absolutely could not hang on to them. Yeah. You look like you just died over there. It's a fantasy trade. Oh, that's not good. This isn't a fantasy podcast. We don't gotta talk about it. But that's all we have for the NFL. Uh the NBA season has started up. We are what, three games for the most part into the NBA season? We are, yeah, roughly every team has played about three games. Tonight will, like, be their fourth. So, we well, are, hang on, hang on. Before we jump into the NBA, let's, let's take a quick break. All right. Okay. NBA season. I'm going to ask you a couple questions first before we do some quick predictions and just a general rundown of what we think is going to happen this season. So, the first thing I'm going to ask you is... Who's going to be your favorite, like, so you're a Thunder fan, obviously. I don't want you to pick a team that's, like, a favorite. No Bucks. You can't pick the Nets, Lakers, Warriors, none of that. Favorite team to watch? Favorite bad team to watch. Um, I don't know. I, I was going to say the Bulls, but I don't think they're going to do that bad. You can say the Bulls. They didn't make the playoffs last year. So I'll the Bulls. that answer. Okay, the Bulls. From what I'm seeing, I'm liking the Lonzo-Tony Caruso connection. And in Chicago right now, I think things are clicking for them well. So I think that's what I'm That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm a huge John Morant fan, so I'm just looking. Yeah, you can't pick that. No, I know. Too but it'd probably be the Bulls just because of, of okay. that connection. I'm also liking what Charlotte has, too. Okay, so Charlotte's a good answer, too. I like them. So it's it's really just two East, those two Eastern Conference teams. In the West... It's tough with the West because all the teams in the West are basically good except for the Thunder. Yeah. Like, they're all pretty good. There's really... Like, the Kings kind of stink, but do I really want to watch the Kings? Not really. 
Yeah, it, it's just it's probably just between those those two teams, the Bulls and the, the the Hornets. So mine personally is the Thunder. I I oh okay. I enjoy watching them. I like SGA. I like making fun of Poku. Um, I think they have like this weird mix of talent that I, I like their coach. I think he's kind of creative, and they do some stuff that's a little bit different. And they're they're being told to lose intentionally, but they can't help themselves. And like Lou Dort's out there shutting people down and playing defense and knocking down threes. And I, I like watching them. They're always in games. They play hard. They they don't really do anything flashy, which is why I also like watching the Hornets because the Hornets they do just ridiculous things all the time. Everything they do is with style. They I think they actually think they're style points. I think I think that the Hornets think you get style points. In all honesty, I would just say like uh, if you're if you're on TikTok, go follow Josh Giddy on TikTok. Giddy. Oh my god, he's he's actually pretty funny on there. Like I I I, I don't follow him, but his TikToks pop up a, a couple times here, not here and there. It's it's pretty funny. But okay, so who is going to be your surprise good team? Um, I don't want to give too much away. No, no, give me, give me this one. This is fine. Give me your surprise good team. I think the Warriors are gonna do okay. really, I, really good. I don't know if they're a surprise, but I, well, I get that. I, I, okay, I have the Bulls making the playoffs this year. Okay, so all right, there I, you go. I, I'm fine with the Warriors one because yeah, they missed the playoffs last year, but I think everybody's kind of expecting them to be good too. Um, my surprise good team. You know, this is tough. I think Charlotte's actually going to be good. Like, I think Charlotte's good enough to make the seven seed in the East. I I don't I don't know if they're going to... I'm going to... No, just I agree. I, it, I, like, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're at least good to be in the play-in game, I, obviously. I'm, I mean, I'll spoil this a little bit. I have Charlotte in my playoffs. Okay, so you have Charlotte in. Yeah. Um, Who's going to be your most disappointing team? Oh, I mean the Thunder. It's the Thunder. No, 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 no. I, I mean know. team that's good that that falls apart. I think the Sixers. The Sixers. Okay. I, and I say that as I think they still make the playoffs. But I agree. I, I six, seven, eight seed probably. Okay. So I I didn't want to throw the Sixers in there because the situation is weird. I think they could end up being a disappointment. I have two. I think Miami is going to be a massive disappointment. I still think they're probably going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be disappointing. I think people, like Kyle Lowry, when he plays, gets into a million car crashes a season. And, like, he's 36. How much more does that guy have in the tank? They they gave up a lot of their depth. Like, Dragic was really good for them. I liked Precious Achua. Like, is, is Tyler Hero going to be good again this year? Or was the bubble a fluke? Like, what's the story with that? Yeah. It's, uh... It's 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 rough. I'm I'm looking through right now. Bad teams that I th- think are good teams that I'm going to be disappointed in. I think the Kings. I I think they have a good roster. I think they can do good things, but I don't think this is their year quite yet. And that's probably my one for the West, and then my East one. I'll give the Seventy Sixers. I think they had everything going for them, and now there's all this drama going. Yeah. Where I still think Joel Embiid is a very good. He's an MVP candidate, I still think, obviously, but I I think they went from being maybe a top three team in the East to a bottom, 
they're six, seven, eight for the playoffs. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about them more when we get to them. My, I'm not going to give away my disappointment for the West because I think they're going to be a playoff team for you. Like I'm pretty sure they're going to be a playoff team for you, and they're not for me. And I think you're going to be shocked when I don't mention them. Last quick question before we do MVP. Um, usually there's one massive trade for a superstar. Which guy do you think it is? And you can't say Ben Simmons. I don't even know. Can I give you some candidates? Yeah, that'd help. Okay. CJ McCollum. Okay. I think Brandon Ingram's a candidate. I think Carl Anthony Towns is a candidate. I think Damian Lillard is one of them. Brandon Ingram. You think Brandon Ingram? Yeah. I, I would agree with you. How much longer does Carl Anthony Towns want to play with D'Angelo Russell? I know they're friends. Like, does he like him? Does he like being in Minnesota? He knows it's cold as shit there, right? Like, how much longer is he going to want to play there? Yeah. I And I think that team's on the path for, like, 32 wins. Their over-under for win total this season was 29 and a half. Or, no, I'm sorry. It was 33 and a half. It went up. Are they winning 34 games? They're in the West. The West is stupid. I don't know how they get to 34 wins. Like, Carlton Towns is really good. I don't think he can be your best player on a title team, but if you're telling me that Carl Anthony Towns can't do what DeAndre Ayton did last year for the Suns, there's something wrong there. He's at least more talented than DeAndre Ayton is offensively. Defensively, he needs work. But, like, you can't tell me he can't be a 25-10 and 10 guy, seriously, and lead a team as the you know second or third best player. No way. He should be out of there. I think he's the first. I think he's the biggest name to get traded this year. All right. I mean, I... I don't have an argument for for uh, Brandon Ingram. I just don't think that he fits the system of what the Pelicans want to want to build. I 100% agree. So I think it's just going to be it's just going to be all right, we have to get rid of somebody and we're definitely not getting rid of Zion. So bye-bye Brandon Ingram. And I, where he goes, I cannot tell you, but can I say that maybe Brandon Ingram for Carl Anthony Towns is a good move? I think Carl Anthony Towns next to Zion would be really good. He can shoot. Like the Timberwolves need threes they need guys that can play the wing spot and i think that would actually be a good fit did we just fix two nba teams like right there i think we just did i i don't want to toot my own horn but i feel like i could run organizations honestly (laughs) okay give me your mvp and i feel like we're gonna have the same guy here i have steph curry whoa whoa hang on a minute didn't work yep there you go you gotta hold it (laughs) i always forget you gotta hold it steph curry i do Wow. He has plus 900 MVP odds in Vegas right now. Okay. Um, I have the Warriors doing very good things this year. Okay. So I think two, two do very good things with the Warriors this year. I think they're going to need an MVP candidate. And Curry is fifth in the, the odds race right now. And I think he's, if he doesn't win, he's going to finish number two in the odds race or in the MVP race. So. so the case for Curry is he's a top five most popular player. Yep. The media loves him. Like he's, I don't think there's anybody that dislikes Steph Curry. Like, I think there's people that might. Oh, I hate that he has his mouth guard out and whatever. If you don't like watching Steph Curry, you're ridiculous. Did you see the report that him and his trainer now count misses as everything other than a swish? Yeah. I, well, hey, listen, Larry Bird, Reggie Miller, all, all those guys are like that. Yeah. If it's not just hitting the bottom of the net, that bothers them. I get it. Um, so he's liked by the media. He plays in a big market. They're going to be on national television like every week. They're, they're going to play on 
big screens every week, guaranteed. And they should get to the five seed minimum, which is basically what you have. So, like, all of those things are what you have to do. And he's going to average 30. Like, he's just going to average 30 a game. Like, that's not a problem for him. Oh, my God, he's got to make 10 threes, really? He can't make 10 threes every single night, basically. Um, My MVP favorite is Giannis. We talked about it a few months ago. I am all in on Giannis as a top 20 all-time player. I think he's just reached this level of... So Giannis is plus 800 and Curry is plus 900 yeah. at Vegas right now. So, yeah. I Who's who's the favorite? Luka. Luka's the favorite. Oh, see. Plus 380. See, Luka's the favorite, but that team doesn't make sense to me. So, not gambling advice yep. by any means. Um, I'm going to go through some of these really fast, and I'm going to just give my honest opinion on who I think might be rated a little bit too low. I think I think Curry's a little bit too low. And Jokic is plus fifteen hundred as the reigning MVP of the o- NBA. Only reason because I don't think he can win it two times in a row. Like to win it twice, you have to be a guy that's like I just said with Curry, like everyone has to like you. You have to be in a big market. The media has to like the media all voted for him last year. But there was a lot of people that voted for him that like didn't like the vote, which I completely disagree with. You know how I feel about Jokic. But it's just going to be hard for him to win it again and because he's a center. Yeah. And I don't know how many games the Nuggets are actually going to win. And I have uh, Anthony Davis at plus 2,500. I think that's that also... That would be the one to bet on. Um, Two more. Uh, Jason Tatum, who's my second favorite player in the league at plus 3,000. And then... John Morant, who before the podcast I had told you that he would be my sleeper vote for the MVP this year at plus 4,500. So those are just some guys, in my opinion, that I think will should be higher up compared to where they are. And But, yeah, I think my vote is probably going to be Curry. My runner-up is KD. Uh, if, if Kyrie's not going to play, KD's going to have to average like 33. Yeah, and he's to, second in the race, in yeah. the odds right now. So, um, I mean, KD is special. Yeah, he's a top 17 all-time player. It's not even close. I no like he's basically for me replaced LeBron as the every year could win the MVP vote guy. And I'm not knocking LeBron. I think LeBron is still the third or fourth best player in the league, but there's definitely a separation between Giannis and Kevin Durant to LeBron James. LeBron James has been hurt 3 of the last 4 years. Like that matters. And I feel like we've gotten to a point now where I still think LeBron can average 27, 8, and 8. It's, if you want to talk about like the greatest stat in sports history, the fact that LeBron James has averaged 27, 8, and 8 is like maybe the greatest stat ever for his entire career, basically. But I don't know if he can do the, I'm just going to carry my team for six months. And like, I don't think they can shoot. And we'll talk about them, I'm sure. But. I don't know if he's the same guy anymore. Rookie of the year. I did not have this pulled up. I oh, you apologize. did not do Okay, so let's... Real quick, I'm just going to give you who I think the favorites are. I think Jalen Green is by far and away the favorite. He's going to probably average the most points. And I think nine of the last ten rookie of the years have, have just averaged the most points for rookies. So I'm going to guess Jalen Green's going to win it. Um, obviously, Kate Cunningham is a favorite. Evan Mobley... Davion Mitchell would be the sneaky if you're gambling. He's plus 900, and that's like fifth highest odds, but they really drop off after him. I would take Davion Mitchell if I'm 
going to make a wager on it. So Davion Mitchell is plus 1,600. Oh, he's 1,600? Okay, I must have read that wrong then. He's 1,600. And that's actually tied with Josh Giddy. Um, looking at this, so Jalen Green is the favorite at plus 210. Just out of guys that I really liked in the draft, I'm going to – not so much a long shot. I'm just going to say Jalen Suggs at plus 700. I just don't know if they're going to be good enough. I really like Scotty Barnes. Yeah. I really like him. I think Jalen Green's going to win it, but if I had a sneaky dark horse, it would be Scotty Barnes. I think the Raptors are going to be solid. And if you're good, like, and you average 17 on a good team, like, you you know, they're the 10 seed, I could see him getting it. I think the the Rockets are just going to be awful. Like, they're they're probably going to win, what, 20 games, 25 games maybe? If I... That's, that's going to be hard for them to get to. Uh, last one, Defensive Player of the Year. I'm assuming you're taking chalk here and going with the Stifle Tower. I'm Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, okay. All right. I'm going Draymond Green. I think for the Warriors to be good this year, he's going to have to be special, and we've seen it. He How can confident be that are you in that? I'm pretty confident. Plus 3,300 in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, I know. So. I've I've looked at that a couple times. It went, It's plus 33 now? Plus 33. Ooh, that's changed. It was... Uh, it was twenty eight, huh. so that's interesting. As a as a newly found betting man again, <laughs> there you go. There's another start with there's me. another there's another bet for you this week. Um, Anthony Davis, I don't have an argument for it, but I do think he's going to be the best player on the Lakers this year. Again, I think if the Lakers go anywhere, he's got to be the best guy on the team. LeBron cannot be their best player this year. It has to be Anthony Davis for them to do anything. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree. But I, the smart player is just Rudy Gobert because. It seems like no matter what he does, he's always just, oh, Rudy is going to win it this year. It really doesn't matter. So, But I'm just going to take the not-so-long shot on Anthony Davis and, and roll with that, just hoping that he's the best player on the Lakers. So you want to get into our uh, our playoff predictions and conference okay, winners? Yeah. So let's let's talk the East first. Let's first. We're just going to give our top eight teams. Yep. Okay? I think in the East there's five clear teams that are – guaranteed, lock it, put them in the playoffs, they're good to go. I think the Bucks, the Nets, the Hawks, Sixers, and the Celtics, guaranteed they're going to make the playoffs. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I agree. I have all five of those in my, okay. in my eight. Is it all five of those, but is there anyone else that you're for sure on? Um. So what, did you say the Bucks, the Hawks, the Sixers, the Nets, and the Celtics? Yes. I think the way I think the East is going to play out this year, I think the Knicks are kind of just lock it in, playoff 100%. And the Knicks are lock it in. Okay. Yes. I, I, I 100% think so. So I think the Knicks are going to start the season out really hot, and they have so far. They're 2-1, and one, I believe. They're undefeated. Oh, yeah, 2-1. No, one. they're 2-1. They're yep. and one. They lost last night. I don't trust them. I don't trust Kemba and Evan Fournier staying healthy. And that's a problem. I also don't trust Mr. Robinson staying healthy. And if those guys aren't healthy, I don't think they have a chance. The East is way better this year. Last year, the East was a nightmare. You know, Boston couldn't get out of its own way. Uh, the Hawks were just kind of finding themselves. You know, the Pacers were just nicked up and just banged up all over the place. Miami was weird. Like, the, the East is way better this year. I actually think the East is the better of the conferences. Uh, for the first time in a while, I agree. E- even though I think the the West is deeper, I think the East has better top-end talent this year. I agree. 
I, I think the Knicks are going to miss playoffs. I think they're going to be in the play-in games. I think they're going to be the... Oh, okay. They're going to be 7-10, to 10, but I would have them as a loser of the play-in games. That's where I would put them. Gotcha. They might finish top eight, but I don't think they make... I don't think they get in. I think they lose in the play-in game. Okay. In a, in a one-game scenario, I, I don't like their ability where if Kemba doesn't have it going, they really don't have anybody that can score one-on-one. I know Julius Randle, and I know Knicks fans are going to just hate me after this, but like we saw it in the playoffs last year. When they needed a bucket... Randall couldn't get them one. Like, he's not a great scorer. If he's your best scorer, that's a problem. So, I'm, I'm low on the Knicks this year. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I mean, I have... So, I'll just get us right into it. I have the uh, the run-it-back Kings, the Bucks, just winning the East again this year. I also have the Bucks coming out of and the East. And I have those those other four teams, the, the Hawks, the Sixers, the Nets, and the Celtics, also making the playoffs this year. I Like I said, I think the Knicks are almost a surefire lock for the playoffs, so I have them in there as well. And I think my my last two teams are teams that I've already mentioned in the East that I think are going to be surprisingly well. I like I already said I like the connection between Lonzo and Caruso that we're seeing already. I think the Bulls are going to take a playoff spot this year. And I think the, the Hornets are going to take that last playoff spot in the East. Well, yeah, the last playoff spot because I don't have 9 and 10 for the playing game. But, yeah, I think I think it's those those two outside of the – 100% obvious play in playoff teams. I'm so out on the Bulls. I know. You have I don't, been since I don't they see made that it. trade last year. I get, like, right now, they look good. I get it. As soon as teams figure out what they're doing, they're, they're not going to be able to stop anybody. They're, they're literally counting on Lonzo and Caruso to lock down the, the other team's two best players, basically, every night. Like, I'm going to pass on that. I, I'm i not seeing it. I think DeRozan's 36. There's a reason the Spurs were so anxious to get rid of him. I, I You know, I like Zach Levine. I've never been a huge fan, but, you know, I don't get it. Vucevic, like, he can't guard anybody. You put him in a pick and roll, he's worthless in a pick and roll. They're, Patrick Williams, they're going to ask so much of Patrick Williams. As much as I like him, they're asking way too much of that guy. They're just asking too much of their top six players. They have no depth at all. Their youth, like Kobe White, is getting completely sacrificed by, you know, the Lonzo signing and the Caruso signing. Like he's, they're just completely sacrificing Kobe White, hundred percent. I don't like him. Um, I got Charlotte in. I like Charlotte. I think they're gonna have to win the play-in game though. I think they're gonna be the ten seed, and they're gonna have to win two play-in games to get in. Which whatever. I have the Pacers in. Okay. I really like Sabonis. I really like Karis LeVert, and I really like Malcolm Brogdon. I think the Pacers are sneaky good. I think they're the seven seed. And then my last team would be Miami. I think Miami's the last team. To, like, so we I, differ I know on I the just, Pacers and the Heat. That's Those are the two teams yeah, you Yeah, those are the okay. two teams I'm going to have that sneak in. Now, um, I will say this. I have the, the Heat in the play-in game. I just don't think that they're going to. If, I think the, Bill, the Bulls and the, and the Hornets are going to be hot at the end of the year and yeah. just be unbeatable in the playing game. Yeah, I think my I think 3 of or 3 of my playing games, playing game teams are Miami, Charlotte, Bulls and the Knicks. And I think Miami and Charlotte come out of those. I like Miami in a one game situation. So the Pacers make it straight up. I think the Pacers are the 6 seed. I I think I really like them and they're they're, they're going to be well coached with um Oh man, he just uh, Rick Carlisle, 
they're going to be well coached. Sabonis is really good. Like they had a weird year last year, and in a one game situation, I can take Miami. I know I just trashed Miami, but one game for my life, yeah. Give me Kyle Lowry. Give me Jimmy Butler. Like I'll, that's fine, you know. And then Charlotte, like if Charlotte draws the Bulls, Charlotte's got no problem scoring 140 on you. Like, okay, cool. You guys want to play a 135, 140 game? Yeah, absolutely. We'll take that any day. They have no problem with that. And against the Knicks, again, like they're going to want to run. The Knicks are going to want to try to grind it out. And I think they'll be able to run on the Knicks. And that, that's a problem for them. So I, I'm going to take those eight. Those are the eight I have. I have the Bucks winning the title, all, you know, coming out of the East and winning the title. The, I just think Giannis is on another level at this point in his career. I, I agree. I have the Bucks. I have the Bucks winning in seven against. Well, against, we'll hang on. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to say it yet. But. I think the big thing for me was they got the monkey off their back last year. And something that really matters to me is international basketball. The fact that Drew Holiday was playing over Damian Lillard in the, in the Olympics like matters to me. And Chris Middleton, like he was vital for them in the, in the Olympics. They needed those two guys to win the gold. And Holiday was incredible down the stretch. Middleton made a lot of big shots. Like, I think that team just got the monkey off their back. I think they're going to be fine. Okay. Um, going into the West, I have the Jazz winning it all. Whoa. Yep. Oh, boy. We disagree? You, y'all, we way disagree. Okay. You I know have... how I feel about Rudy Gobert, right? Yeah, I know. The guy literally can't play in a playoff series. No, not, no, not winning it. Winning... Winning the West. Uh, being the being the one seed going into the playoffs. Oh, you have them as the one the seed, one seed, but you don't have them winning the tie or winning the West. Oh yeah, no, sorry, I I, I messed this part up. You it, the way you said it, it was like I have them winning it all, and I'm like, oh Wait, no 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 what? no, I have the Bucks winning it all. Um, okay, but you tell me I you don't the, have the Jazz in the finals. No, I have the Jazz okay. as the one Oof. seed going into the playoffs. Oh, shit, so you just gave me a fucking heart attack. <laughs> Kid show, Jesus. My uh. My Western Conference Finals, I have the Warriors and the Nuggets. I just I do the, have the same thing. And then I have the Warriors in the finals against the Bucks. I, I also have the Warriors in the finals. Okay. I completely agree. I think if Clay comes back, they're, well, they're I, the Warriors. I'm banking on Clay coming back for the Warriors and Jamal Murray coming back for the Nuggets and those two teams just riding it out, riding the high. I think the Warriors are going to be riding a high anyway with how good I feel Steph Curry is going to be playing. So adding the the second sp- splash brother into that equation is just going to push them up into the finals. And then the Nuggets, same thing with Jamal Murray. I I get that the Nuggets were decent without Jamal Murray last year, but... No, they, they needed him in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, he is though. such... They needed him. He is such a good player that he was necessary for them to make a run last year, and they weren't able to because they didn't have him. So I think it's Warriors, Nuggets, West Finals. Warriors win it all. My other playoff teams out of the West, though, I said I have the Jazz as the one seed. And then this is in no order. I have the Suns. I have the Warriors. I have the Mavericks. I have the Grizzlies. I have the Nuggets, the Lakers, and the Trailblazers. Okay. So you the team that I said is going to be the big disappointment for me, you have in the playoffs. So it's in there. Is it the Trailblazers? It is the Trailblazers. Okay. They are they are a playing game. They They're are a my, playing game yes. for you. Okay, so you kind of feel the same way about them. Yes. I just at some point like they're not going to work. I don't I don't love the Chauncey Billups hire for them. I don't know why they got rid of Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts was a good coach. Like there was a reason that he's been a coach of the year basically every single year. He was really good. And I don't know if it's going to work. 
I think their depth is terrible. I think they rely way too much on Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And I have a feeling that Damian Lillard might get traded anyways. Um, if they start out the season like 10 games under 500 somehow or like five games under 500, you're, you're going to hear it. Like the, the Damian Lillard to wherever, name the fucking city, kid show, is going to start happening. Like I'm out on that team. I, I don't trust anything they do. They don't play any defense. No thanks. I'll pass on Portland. So my other two play-in game teams are, I have the Kings. I think the Kings are going to. I like. I like that kind of sneaky team. I think the Kings are going to be surprisingly well, or be surprisingly good. Um, for the last one, give me four pieces of paper on the wall. Tell me to blindfold, to put a blindfold <laughs> around my eyes and tell me to throw a dart. So basically, you're looking at. I'm looking at the Spurs. You're looking at the Spurs, the Thunder, the Rockets, the Clippers, the and, Clippers the Timberwolves. and the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would just take the Clippers in that situation. It, like, I just don't know how well they're going to do without Kawhi. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's the problem. Fair. Um, like, because I couldn't see it being the Spurs, but <laughs> at the same time, I just no. Don't I, know. I, I like, if you if you did if you like put a, a gun to my head and said choose one of them, I'm choosing the Clippers, but I'm not confident. Enough. Okay, if you. Look at the Spurs roster. I think it's the most depressing roster in basketball. There is not a single guy on that team where you can point to him and be like, oh, yeah, that guy can make an all-star team. There's nobody on that team where you're like, guaranteed all-star. As much as I like DeJounte Murray, I like DeJounte Murray. No way is that guy ever making an all-star team. Like, no way. At least the Thunder, you can be like, SGA, no problem. SGA, got him. What about Mike Muscala? No, I'm out on Mike Muscala. No, thank you. The Rockets. Like, I can look at the Rockets and be like, oh, yeah, Jalen Green might average 25 this year. Like, guaranteed he could just average 25. Carl Anthony Towns, obviously. Clippers, Paul George. Pelicans, you know, Zion, Brandon Ingram. Like, the Spurs can't see anybody on Christian team. Wood on the Rockets? Christian Wood. You think I, he's a sleeper, sleeper Christian Wood, all-star this year? No, he's not making an all-star team. Christian Wood is that guy that the advanced analytics people love. And it's like, yeah, Christian Wood, you like the idea of him. And then he's on your team, posted up down low, calling for the ball. And you're like, oh, yeah, Christian Wood. No. Like his per <laughs> his per 30 minutes projections are like top five in the league. And then you see him play 30 minutes consecutively. And you're like, oh, never mind. This was just in five-minute spurts. And that's why he looks so good. I, I like Christian Wood, the idea of him. I don't like Christian Wood, the basketball player. Gotcha. Um, there was a reason I said I would have taken uh, Emmanuel Mobley with the second pick. Yeah. Um, so I have the Warriors and the Nuggets, as you do in the Western Conference Finals. I have the Warriors winning that. Again, in no particular order. I have the Lakers. I have the Suns. I have the Jazz. I have Dallas. I have Memphis. And I have the Clippers. Memphis and the Clippers will be my play-in teams. They're going to get in through that. The Pelicans will be one of those teams that they play for. And the other team, like you said, shot in the dark. I like your Kings pick. I almost want to piggyback off it, but I'm going to go Timberwolves. I know we just talked about Wait, the Timberwolves. Who are your two? You don't have the Trailblazers even making the playing game? Oh, I'm sorry. The Trailblazers. Yeah, I have the Trailblazers as the, the 10 seed. Yep. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to say. Completely forgot a team there. Good catch. Good catch. Good job. <laughs> like, I was um, going to say, the, the West is bad, but the, the Trailblazers aren't that bad. Yeah, you never know. I mean, give me your Lakers take. I don't like it. 
I am Can not a fan. Expand on that, please. Not a fan. Um, if you watched the game yesterday, I didn't. I haven't. I'm not going to lie to anybody listening. I have not watched a single NBA game this year. I haven't had. Well, the there's time. been there's been NLCS, ALCS, football on every single night. There's been basketball. Yes. So if you haven't watched any football or ba- basketball yet, no problem. So like, just from what I saw yesterday, well, not saw, know about yesterday, John Morant put up 40 against the Lakers. And they're supposed to be this amazing defensive team. They brought in Russell Westbrook. They have Anthony Davis, which Anthony Davis is probably never going to guard John Morant. They have LeBron James. Say what you want about LeBron James. LeBron James is still a good defensive player. But I've seen LeBron James be lazy a couple times in in highlights of games now where he goes down on offense, isn't getting back on, on defense. And even same, he's going back on defense and not getting back on offense. He's letting simple cut to the basket moves get by him. I don't know if it's just early season laziness, doesn't want to tire himself out, or doesn't want to potentially injure himself, or what it is. I don't like the Russell Westbrook signing or trade. I'm not a fan. I I don't think he's going to help them all that much. As much as I love Russell Westbrook, I'm not a fan of this Lakers team. I said they're making the playoffs. I think it's a first-round exit, depending on who they play. I'm just... I'm not with it. I love Anthony Davis, and I, like I said, I love Russell Westbrook, but the team together is just... And Carmelo Anthony, too. They have a bunch of namesake guys that everyone loves, but it, I just can't get with the Lakers again this year. I think, like I said, first-round exit. I just... I don't know if LeBron is ever going to be healthy 100% for a whole season again. It's Listen... Like, if you guys think I'm sitting here blasting LeBron, I'm not. He's a top five all-time player. But at some point, like, you break down, and it's not like he gets to be like Tom Brady where Tom Brady stands in the pocket and only has to throw the ball. LeBron has to run up and down the floor and play defense, and, like, he collides with people and, you know, drive to the basket. Like, we saw it last year. He just stopped going to the basket. He stopped trying to get layups. The only way this team is successful is if LeBron James is at 100%. Anthony Davis is the best player on the team, and Russell Westbrook can find a role as the third best player. I don't think they have enough shooting. I don't think they're going to be good enough defensively. I think they're too old. I think you're going to have problems with Carmelo because their best lineup does not have Carmelo Anthony in it. He's not in it. Like, no. It's Malik Monk. It's Kendrick Nunn. It's Russell Westbrook, it's LeBron, it's Anthony Davis. I'm trying to think of their other small forwards that they have. Uh, It's the Taylor Horton Tucker kid. I think they like him a lot. It's not Carmelo Anthony. It's not him. And I think that he's going to want to be on the floor. I think the signing was more of a ring chase. Well, yeah, it was. But I just think that that's going to start being a problem. Listen, LeBron James had no problem getting Dwayne Wade the fuck out of Cleveland that year. In 2018, remember D-Wade was on Cleveland Kids Show. He was like, oh, D-Wade, you're my best friend in life. Love you to death. Sorry. Bye. You, we can't win with you. Got him out. He, don't be shocked if Carmelo Anthony gets traded or cut. I will not be shocked by that. They're banana boat buddies, but I don't think they're... Car- why do they say... Why is that always said? Carmelo Anthony was not on the banana boat. Was he not? He was not on the banana oh, boat. I don't know. No, I he was not. he was. I've always Paul, just heard that... <laughs> it was Gabrielle Union, Chris Paul, LeBron James, and Dwayne Wade. Carmelo was not in that picture. He was not. Oh, Everybody I, always I, says that. that. See, I'm just going off what I've seen. My God. That, that one, honestly, that might be my biggest pet peeve, like, ever in NBA history. Like... 
oh, Carmelo Anthony was on the banana boat. No, he was not. He was not there. I think he was the one taking the picture. I gotcha. will say that. Um, I did my playoffs. <laughs> right. Sorry, I, I got off, off on that. Sneaky team in the West. There's not even really a sneaky one for me. The Kings, that'd be mine. No, no, I mean like as a contender. Oh. I think people think the Suns are going to like re- like redo this whole thing from last year. They got really lucky. They I played, think it was a do it or, or die. Yeah, it, they got really lucky. They played three teams that were basically banged up and injured. They got the Lakers in ruins. They got the Nuggets without Murray. And then they got the Clippers without Kawhi. Like, well, I would hope you could win those. I don't see it with them. I think they're going to be like the sixth seed this year. Like, Chris Paul's 37? He was healthy last year. We haven't been able to say that about Chris Paul in a while. And when he wasn't, they didn't play well. Right, right. So, I don't think that they're they're the team. You know how I feel about the Jazz. I think Rudy Gobert is unplayable in the playoffs. You know. I like, I like Luka. I hate everything else on that Mavs team. They didn't make a single move in the offseason to, like, get better. They kept everybody, but didn't get any better. Like, they kept Porzingis, they kept Tim Hardaway, uh, they kept Jalen Brunson, who I like Jalen Brunson. Where did they get better? Where did they improve? And they can't win a, they haven't won a playoff series yet. Yeah, they lost the Clippers twice, but... And you like Ja, I really like Memphis. I think they're a guaranteed playoff team. If they can get to, like, the sixth seed, I could see them winning a playoff round. But I think one and two is probably going to be Warriors-Nuggets, and I don't see either one of those two losing. See, I have the Jazz, I have the Jazz winning the West... Um, and then it's probably Warriors, Nuggets, two and three, and then probably Suns, four. I'd say Dallas, five. Lakers, six. Grizzlies, seven. Blazers, eight. And then, like I said, nine is probably going to be the Kings, and then ten, blindfold me, throw a dart at the wall, and whatever that is to put it up there. But that that I can give that clear order. The East is just, I'd have to sit down for a while. But that's all I have for now. I think. Yeah, I'm good. I think it's going to be an exciting... We're going into the exciting part of the year. We're in the solstice. We got... We've had like five solstices so far. Yeah. We now have World Series coming up, so we'll be talking about that. We have more weeks of the NFL. Hopefully, they're better than last. We have football or basketball in full range. And then if we ever decide to talk about hockey and actually learn that sport, we might be good. I liked that little background music we have. If you don't know where that's from, go check out our tomorrow show where we talk about fantasy. I'm melting down on the board <laughs> over here. I'm having a rough go of it. I didn't get to say this last week, but I'm going to say it this week. Um, follow us on Twitter. at Because, you know, I poked myself in the eye last week if you didn't listen to that. I wish we're going to have to start doing this show with, like, recordings to put on YouTube because the reactions sometimes of what happens to you, you've almost fallen out of a chair, you've choked, you've poked yourself in the eye. Like, Yeah, it's been rough. Um, as always, follow us on Twitter at Highland Disputed. That's Highland Disputed without the E. Our personal Twitter accounts are, are in that are in the bio of that. Send us an email at highlanddisputed247 at gmail.com. There is an E in that one. And we had a phone number. Don't know where that went. Don't even know if we still have it anymore. So just send us emails or messages on Twitter if you have any questions. Or send us a text message if you have our number. We're not going to leak that one. But we will see you guys next week. Yeah, Andrews is uh, 3-1-5. <laughs> we will see you guys next week with uh, more football, more basketball. See you guys later.